Captain's Log 1486. It's been a long ass time since we've been doing the Worst Generation podcast. Uh, by my count, we've been away for about a year, year and a half, some time. Uh, the crew has really been focusing on other ventures inside the time skip. We've had a lot of level ups. Uh, scaling is off the charts right now. They came you know, with us. The cannon is crazy. I feel as we were in the backgrounds working on ourselves, uh, other things have arised for us, such as Anime After Dark or other projects we were working on. And ultimately, the Worst Generation podcast to me started to feel a little bit like a, a background in the shadows type thing. So it brought me to the point where I felt like our first episode back should be about the series that have been in the shadows. Uh, and we're going to discuss a little bit about what that means for us today, whether they're overshadowed by similar series or if something else had happened at the same time in a, a series that would have been great in the year. Kind of fell a lot behind, a la 2019 with all of their hits. Uh, without further ado, I just want to go ahead and get right into the show, man. Let's get a crack. I'm happy to be back. supernovas and welcome back for the first time in a long time to the worst generation podcast i'm your host gb um and it feels good to be back in the building uh before i do anything else today i want to make sure that i introduce the crew first and foremost because i know they anxious to get to talking too first up y'all know mr first mate of the pod our mr twitter fingers we got one piece leak in the building yo yo what's cracking man it's one piece leak it's been a long time coming to come back but should we back so i'm not gonna take up too much time let's get to it all right well let's get to it indeed second up uh we have our hr consultant he runs the entire department keeps us on our toes make sure that we don't get hit with any crazy lawsuits from the anima community we got none other than master d in the building yo niggas and niggets Welcome to another episode of Worship Podcast. I'm so happy to be back. I want to do the intro so badly, but we didn't do his intro, so I'm not gonna do mine. We're gonna keep pushing, you know. But just know I am the HR department, so be prepared. I will be keeping an eye on all the shenanigans. No, bro, you gotta you gotta do your intro. You gotta well, say fucking less. What's good, niggas? I don't mean you can't do yours, bro. Do your intro, bro. What's good? It is Master D, aka Pandemic D, aka Mr. Pain on the Walls and Plan B didn't work out. There's always a plan D, aka Drax to destroy, aka Nigga Rome with a dense bone, aka Corona, the forgotten one, aka. Hello. Worship the hotline. This is Master D speaking. Welcome to another one for episode of Worship and Podcast. We will be talking about anime in the shadows we've been in the shadows but we in the light now we're going to be coming back with strong better and even greater episodes you know i got some more hotlines on the way so i hope y'all ready for this um that's what the fuck i'm talking about bro that's, that's how it, you man. do an that's intro it, that's it man it's been so long i had to do it right it's, oh it felt good it felt good it felt good bro it felt good uh, last but certainly not least, another person who I know got the intro ready, been waiting to do the motherfucking intro. I'm going to just let him get into it. We got that boy Frankie on the pod today, too. 
Yo, 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 my supernovas, what is good? It's time to get the podcast popping. It's the Superman of Metropolis, the Batman of Gotham, the man who told the Grinch there will be no Christmas. It's me, that boy, Frankie, hitting y'all with that super, and still and always rapping for the casual anime fan. What is good, pod? Them some great motherfucking intros. Y'all really yeah. made Leak look bad. I'm here for that. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Hey, that's hey, fine. hey, I'm Frankie, bro. When did you add those new epithets, bro? Huh? Uh, you became the one that stole Christmas. When did that happen? That's been there, wrong. Nah, it's oh. been there. See, wrong. It's been there. Subscribe to the podcast, bro. That's, that's yeah, bro. Subscribe to the pod, bro. Subscribe to the Patreon. I'm subscribe to the Patreon for sure. You know, so uh, we're like free. Speaking of speaking of something to the podcast, definitely shout out to all the new Patreons that we've made over these past two years uh, from Anime After Dark. We're happy to be bringing the Worst Gen Pod back to y'all. I hope that y'all appreciate and enjoy these episodes. Uh, I'll be getting the videos on the Patreons and the audio on the Patreons, but you can also find us on all your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, uh, what is it, Apple Music? Or does Apple have their own podcast? Apple, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen, iHeartRadio, I don't give a fuck. We there. Uh, y'all can find all of our episodes, so we're happy to have y'all. Shout out to any new patrons that, patrons that we have. Um, and everybody's a part of the Worst Gen Alliance. Like, we appreciate all y'all for y'all support, and we're just glad to be doing this. Um, today's topic is we're talking about series that have been overshadowed, uh, and it's kind of going to be a two-part conversation. First of all, we want to talk about uh, what do we consider an overshadowed series to be? Is it something that was very similar to another series and just got overlooked uh, because there was another one that was better than it? Or was it a series that just really came out at the wrong possible time for it, at the worst possible time? It's like, you know, it was too many other hits out and we just didn't have time to look at that series. So I definitely want to hear from the crew about how they feel about it. Um, I'd like to kick it off with that. Uh, from you guys, what criteria are you considering when it comes to overlook and overshadow series? Well. I'll kick it off. I'll be the first one to chime in on this topic. For me, I feel like when it comes to overshadowed series, I look at it like, you know, they might have came out around like similar times. So like, you know, say like, you know, we had the anime like AOT came out and another anime came out. But uh, they didn't get the same hype that they did because like, say AOT came out and I think World of Colors came out at that time. I won't say Astro. Because Astro was one of those great series that came out. But like it was overshadowed by I think... um. I can't remember what it got overshadowed by, but it's one of those great series that was really wonderful. But because all the other people so much hype was on either My Hero or AOT, like, no one even cared about it. They weren't thinking about, like, you know, like, you know, the smaller 12-episode anime that was focused on the long run. So for me, it's like some anime that came out at a similar time and didn't get enough shine. It might also be, like, you have similar plot line, because a lot of anime have a lot of similar plot lines. And but like you know, it all depends, like, you know, which one does it better, which one has the flashier animation, which one doesn't have the flashier, like, you know, um, like um just like you know fighting stars or whatever it may be that's the way another reason why i would say like that's overshadowed for me i definitely had astra lost in space on my list um i have both astra and fire force kind of like in the same vein for me uh yeah. for pretty much the same reason they both came out in 2019 uh i do think that fire force failed to execute execute fully on season one like the audio was great the the visuals were great, but I don't think that they quite got the story enough like the manga to like really capture anime fans. Um, and it was just a lot of heat in 2019 too. Like yeah. Dr. Stone, <laughs> Demon Slayer, like AOT, Mob, like everything was dropping 2019. You just, you had to have damn near a 10 out of 10 to like really shine in that space. And yeah. so Astra and Fire Force definitely 
Fire Force less than Astro, but Astro really got overlooked in 2019, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like, that was really wonderful, great 12-episode series. And it encapsulated everything it needs to encapsulate in those 12 episodes. You had the lore. You had the character development. You had the mystery. And it's for me, for people not to even check that out, even think about it, it's like, come on. Don't be so, like, mainstream brain. Think about what else is out there. Like, you know, check out other anime series, but no one ever focused on that because all we're focused on is, like, what's being hot right now? What's being talked about? What's generating the conversation? And Ashley Lawson Space was one of those that were just kind of, like, in the shadows, essentially, because... It was great for the people who knew about it. They loved it. But for people who didn't know about it, they were like, oh, I'll check it out, maybe. And, you know, it's like, that's how a lot of animes always get overlooked because people never want to give it a chance. They always want to be like, oh, I'll check it out later and never actually check it out because they feel like it's not going to be as good as, you know, the mainstream. And the mainstream is great because it's in the limelight for now, but, like, there's so many anime out there that are similar. It's like, it's hard, it's hard not to even think about, like, what's good or what's bad. It's a matter of fact, you're just trying a lot. Because, like, Dorohidoro and, like, you know, Dorohidoro, and like Demon Slayer, those are like two anime with like similar plot lines. Like they're both fighting demons. They're both kind of like, you know, in the similar time period era. But like one is more flashier than the other one when it comes to like, you know, the, the source fighting style. And another has like a slow paced animation and slow paced like, you know, story. So it's easy for Doro to be overshadowed because like it's not as exciting or not as appealing to the audience as it would be a Demon Slayer. And that's sad to say, but like that is how most anime are, are looked at. It has to be like either... IP or I catch into the audience, like especially in this in this in this day and time where a lot of people have a lot of short attention span. If it doesn't click you like the first episode, then you know they're not gonna go, not gonna push forward, and that's really upsetting. I think that's a good point for uh, for anime fans, like the flashy aspect of it, and why like Demon Slayer is doing, or not just the only aspect that why it will overshadow uh, the Row. But speaking from the flashy aspect, I wonder if the same thing holds true to manga. So like I'm gonna transition to Leak. Because I think Leek will have a lot of perspective about how he feels about manga and overshadowing other stories. So it's difficult when it comes to manga because unless it's something that's in like a Shonen Jump or on a Viz, you uh, you probably won't see it. Like when it comes to manga, a lot of times you get recommendations to read stuff. And I know at least for me, like the reason why I don't consume a lot is because I simply don't know it exists. So. I feel like we, when it comes to manga being overshadowed, either A, there's something already out that's animated that people are watching. So, I mean, why would you go to read something when it's, you could just sit and watch it? Because I'm like Brom said, people's attention spans are incredibly short when it comes to stuff like that. You'd rather sit and watch something, especially if you can play in the background, you can hear the audio, you don't have to dedicate time and focus on it right in front of you. And then two, the era of Shonen kind of dominated a lot. Um, we only just now, at least for me personally, we're only just now getting kind of out of that shonen age group where we're not really focused on, okay, well, what's coming out that's big and flashy like a Dragon Ball Z, a Jujutsu Kaisen, a Demon Slayer. And like, once I kind of got past shonen and I started like looking into other genres like seinen or shoujo or whatever it may have you, that's when I kind of started noticing like, yeah, it's a lot of dope stuff out here that is very similar to other things, but unless it's pushed to the mainstream or in like a, a viz or a shonen jump, you're just not gonna find it because a lot of people don't have access to it. And especially when it comes to manga, if it's not on one of those well-known platforms, you have to go find another medium, like a, a manga nello, a manga nato. Like if it's not an app that you can download that's big, a lot of times you just won't be able to find it, especially when it comes to webtoons and stuff of that nature. 
I will say this leak on the idea of like apps that are like not really big. If you download my any list, that's a really good place to find like find a lot of like, you know, other manga that are similar to like one that you might read. Like you might type like a villain saga, you might find other manga in that similar vein or genre that you might find that they'll recommend to you. And I love that about my list because I found out a lot of other series I've been trying to check out now, I've trying to broaden my scope. And that my end list is a great way to like keep track of not just keep track of anime, but keep track of manga that you might be interested in reading. And I feel like that's one thing people need to get more involved in. It's like, you know, checking out like these apps, like, you know, keeping track of like, you know, what's out there. Not just thinking like in the show and jump, yes, but they're not going to recommend to you like, you know, what else is out there. They're going to recommend what's on their app. But if you want to see like all the things that are not on the app and not mainstream, then definitely check out my annual list. Just searching one and one manga will definitely be a great way to like, you know, put you on something else that you're not even familiar with. Uh, so for Kuzo, who's our who's our casual anime fan in the motherfucking building, uh, I'm definitely curious that as a casual fan, is it easy for like you to overlook series? Do you feel like the mainstream is really like as deep as you get or that you care to get, or are you looking for like lesser known series? Like, how does that work for you? Uh, it really depends on what I'm doing with my life. So currently, I'm playing lots of video games. Like my time, like that I would want to watch or dedicate to anime and manga is is lower but like when i'm deep in my bag like when i was in probably 2021 and i had i wanted to watch anime and read manga like it was i wanted i craved those things so it just depends on where i'm at so currently like roman brought up astral loss of space i remember hearing about that and i had like i was like all right sounds cool i might get to it but now that he brought it back up again i'm like i'm actually more intrigued about it i want to <clears throat> I want to actually watch that now just because he brought it back up. And so it's like it might have to be repeated to me because, like, you know, once it gets a stamp from somebody I respect, okay, I'm even more inclined. And it's been like he's bringing back up after years, you know. It's not like, oh, this is fire right now. This has stayed with him apparently. And he's bringing it back up as like, oh, this is a, a show that's been overlooked. So for me, it's really I pay attention to what's kind of what's hot right now, what I'm interested in. So, like, currently it's Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm ready for season two. Can't wait for that. Um, One Piece is always going to be there until it finishes. Um, some shows I've watched have fallen off, but other things like Vinland Saga for me, which uh, peak, peak. It was really season one was so good, but like season two is such a departure from what season one was. But like I'm I'm watching off the strength of season one, and like I know people who are speaking highly of it. That like it keeps me there, but also like the story is so so fucking good that I, I don't mind that it's not like action based right now. It's, it's a much slower vibe. Real quick, not to get too side side um side off, but like, how do you feel about this new season? Because a lot of people are hating it, and they're saying that they want the old thing back. How do you feel about it, Warren? Are you a fan? Oh, I'm a fan. Just be off the strength of like, it, Leak, I know, I know. It's, it's, this, it's a good story. Well, Leek's hating on it. He's hating. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not hating on it. It's just, mind you, I read it. I'm week to week. I don't care for this season to watch it. Oh, because you already read it. It's not that I already read it. It's just not intriguing enough for me to watch. Okay. That's you didn't, you didn't like this even when you read the manga, you didn't like this phase. I think it read better than watching it. Okay. I have now I, admittedly I haven't watched it yet. Um so I, I really couldn't tell you the difference, but this was one of my I loved it when the manga transitioned right here. Like it it was beautiful, it was perfect to me. Like the art was on point, the storytelling was on point, everything was there. It's like we built Thorfinn's character, but I, I don't know how the anime has been. I couldn't even tell you. 
it's been great honestly like yeah. the the story to me is there but also yeah i haven't read it so like the pacing with manga is always different but like I, i'm enjoying just from the fact that um it's it's such a departure and you can see there's so much growth there and so much to unpack so it's almost like a therapy session for him mm-hmm. and you're seeing him have <laughs> um the nightmares and everything you know i guess minor spoilers but that ptsd yeah you're seeing him yeah. deal with you know his trauma from season one and how he's grown and how he wants to deal with that and how he's trying to turn a new leaf and be a different man. And I can respect that because I'm at a point where I've made a big transition in my life. You know, I just proposed to my now, um, hold on, my now fiance had to get it right. Um, <laughs> so it's like, so I can just, uh, as, a, as a man, I respect how he's transitioning his life. And I just appreciate how it's a huge departure. So I get people might not be as welcoming to that change or they might not be as ready for that that new like maturity aspect that it's giving now. I feel that. I think that also speaks to, uh, to Leek's point about kind of like the, how story can like lead manga, but also I think like villain saga is an interesting one because it's a seinen. Um, and it, at first I didn't feel like it was that popular. Like season one, I'm not going to lie. I didn't feel like season one got the accolades or the awards that it should have got in the grand scheme of things. And it wasn't until afterwards, everybody just started getting into Villain Saga before season two, like in between the two seasons. And what ended up happening was everyone loved it because the characters like uh, Thorkill and Askeladd and the, the action and everything that was happening, the drama. And I really think those people grafted onto Villain Saga for some of the wrong reasons, in my opinion, uh, not just the storytelling. Yes. And now that we've transitioned into a more like character driven, background building type arc. I think that's why it's getting the hate that it's getting because it became popular in the shonen realms, but they aren't consuming the story for the same reasons that we consume a story. I would and agree. That can be problematic sometimes. Yeah. I'll definitely agree on that point because I get definitely a lot of people keep asking, like, when's it going to go back to, like, you know, the old Thorfinn? I'm like, but why are you not looking forward at what we have here? We have a Thorfinn that's mean, is going through character him, dealing with that trauma, but all they want is that action. They just want that shonen aspect of the anime back. They want the battle. They want the horses being punched in the air and shit. But like, that's what I was literally good. about to say. It, it's like it started as a shonen and transitioned to a seinen, and people lost mm-hmm. interest. Yeah, and yeah. That's that's unfortunate, yeah. honestly, because but it's a it's a great series. I would say like the how Eugene was saying, people watched it for the wrong reasons. Even in the beginning, the the maturity aspects were all there. You know, all, all the stuff that makes it saying like you know for a more uh, adult audience so to speak it was all there from how the father was trying to tell him how to teach him how to be a man and all those things and it to me it was a little bit deeper than like the get the og pops from a shonen and it's not it was just more in depth and you got more of like the familial um nuclear family aspect and all that so is that the only reason like stories get overlooked is only because um you know, it's a it's a maybe a seinen out of shonen doesn't have that hype factor. Are we also overlooking uh, stories because maybe the art isn't what you look for in art? Like it's not a, it doesn't look like the typical anime. It looks like something that's like, oh, I wouldn't like that shit. Maybe like an odd taxi. When people first saw odd taxi, they was like, what is this shit? Like, what am I looking at? Or wow. even I even heard some people say that about uh, ranking the kings. When they first Dude, saw I was literally the about to say that that shit turned me completely off when I first tried to watch it. Because you saw you said told me I would love it, but I was like, when I saw the character and I saw like kind of the art style, 
it was hard for me to get behind it. And like, I just, I was like, well, I'm gonna put this on the back burner. I'll find it if I come back to it. I still haven't came back to it yet. But like everyone I know, they spoke highly of Boji and all that stuff. And you like, yo, Boji's my man's. And I'm just like, maybe it's ableist, I guess. But I was like, I just can't get behind it right now. I, I you know, where I'm at, I just couldn't do it. And I just haven't found time to go back to it. I don't think that's ableist. Don't even put that on your jacket, bro. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you just like you like you don't like the animation. Don't, don't label yourself as ableist. I mean, I'm not, but I'm just like I'm, I know a little bit about Boji. It's like some of that stuff just kind of turned me off because that's not what I wanted from a main character at the time. You know, also because he because he's short. And yeah, like some of that stuff. Okay. Like, uh you might you might be heightest. <laughs> hey, it's kind of hard to say I'm less than six foot. I'm five ten. Five, you know, like, I mean that's that's also like that's also like a side effect of like being shown in heavy. Like you expect yeah. the main character to be sixteen and be like seven feet tall, all muscle. Yeah, like yeah. Boji is not that. He's I think not that. Boji, Boji, like Boji, Kotaro, and Anya from their respective series of like Spy Family, Kotaro lives alone, and Ranking the Kings. They all special in that little time frame because they're like people you really identify with and want to protect as children, but mm. they all like self-sufficient and they can take care of themselves. So they still have like those shonen traits, traits that like you used to seeing, but they come in different packages. And I, like I found all those characters interesting. I do um what I took from that conversation when we had it though, Kuzo, is like it's something that I'm never conscious of when I'm talking to anime fans. It's something I always think about when I talk to non-anime fans about. The aspect of animation and animation is not for everyone. Oh, yeah. So when I'm talking to someone that's not into animation as a whole, I'm very conscious about what I put them on and what I ask them to watch because I want to make sure it's something that they can like jump into and appreciate and like. But when it comes to anime fans, I don't really think about that shit. Like I think you like anime, so you like all forms of animation, and it never crosses my mind that it could be an animation that could turn off an anime fan. Like I don't even think about that. And you kind of brought that to my to the front of my mind. I mean, yeah, like even look at CGI. even look at when I started watching JoJo, right? And we got to season four, and like I wasn't. It's such a departure from season three because season three is more vibrant colors, and season four is kind of more of that pastelly tone. And like I just didn't, I didn't almost didn't care for it because it was such a change. But I like poppy, vibrant colors, and season four is beautifully drawn. But the green sky turned me off a little bit. It really did. But like it fits. Going back, it fits the scene, it fits the show, it fits how it's drawn and it makes sense. But like, if you're not into that, it's like, yeah, it's award-winning, but like, that's not my flavor of art for the week. You know, I'm be honest, like that color palette actually made it a little bit better for me, um, in that part four because like I thought the color palettes were a really great, like you know, aspect of the show, to, like you know, incorporate more like you know the emotional feel of like what these characters are feeling. Because like you gonna you might see someone who's angry and then get like that color palette, like that red or that purple or that green. But like in the first and first, I was the first three parts. They were just like you know they were just going through the motions. But like we, I think Rocky really got in his bag was trying to like you know differentiate like you know the type of like JoJo that we yeah. have now with the second you know Josuke. He was more like you know he he was he was a high school teenager, right? So I feel like he would be more emotional and be going through a lot more. So things would be more animated for him than than the other JoJo's who are more grown or more adultish. So I feel like that's that's how I view the point. At least that's how I view JoJo. Like you know, when they switch up that color palette, oh, we didn't get it in part five, as you can see. We only got it in part four. You know, when he did the color palette. So I feel mm -hmm. like that was just him, just trying to identify, like you know, differentiate between like you know, Josuke compared to the other JoJo's. Like he was just more like more animated, and he saw the world differently. Leak definitely overlooked JoJo. Absolutely. I distinctly remember when I started watching part four, slandering the shit out of Hollywood. Every time. I distinctly remember I, that shit too. I absolutely 
hated it. I, I could not believe not that you hate like I just knew you was gonna love part four because like our our thoughts had mirrored each other for so long and the way we felt about JoJo. And then when I got to part four, I was like, this is it, bro. And I just knew you was gonna love it too. When you got to part four, it was like, yo, I don't fuck with this at all. Like I I, I hated I was like, four. huh? I, I remember why I remember trying to go through. I'm like, I remember distinctly telling you, like, why does why does this shit look like this? Like, I hate this. And then trying to watch it, me feeling like it's so much just randomness that has nothing to do with anything. I was like, bro, why am I watching this shit? And then you finally get to a part where I felt like it finally mattered, like what was going on. And I was like, bro, I just watched like 20 episodes of bullshit. For you to be like, oh, but that one thing in that one episode. Yeah, I'm like, oh, 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 still no, It's not even that, bro. You were building up, bro. You were literally building up the art. You were building it up. No, that had nothing to do with this shit. I'm it all lie, was man. connected. What do you mean? Bull, it was all part of shit. It was all, it was all, it was all to show you what a normal life would look like. And then nah. we're gonna get Kira with his abnormal life. Yeah, but like that was the same part where Buddy got turned into a rock or some shit, right? Yeah, bro。It's a bizarre story like that was such I could I can't I it, it, it sounds like you niggas is calling realism. So we got <laughs> we got I guess so. We got the hype beast factor that'll make stories get overlooked. We have animation slash like the art style niggas is not liking the pastel aspect
But like when you when you put it that way, it makes it seem like we was on some My Hero Academia type shit with One Punch Man. And it wasn't it wasn't quite that. Like it wasn't like we were stickling that the anime had to look exactly like what Marauders putting out. Um I well, at least and I can speak for me. My main issues with season two were mm. the how certain parts of the story were cut. Mm-hmm. So like when it came to like Metal Bed and the gravity of like what he went through uh with the with the centipede. Was it the centipede? Yeah, I forgot the actual name, but with the centipede and shit, um, that I think that was cut poorly in the anime. Like, I didn't think that hype translated the same way it was in the manga as it came across in the anime, and I didn't understand why they chose to cut it that way. When it came to the demon bird crashing into say Thomas building and like destroying that building, the actual scale of the demon versus the building was different in the manga. So I. I just think certain things didn't have the same effect in the anime that they had in the manga. It wasn't that the art had to be exactly the same. It was just like the impact and the gravity of situations didn't translate well. And I think that's what they missed. And that's what manga fans were upset about. I mean, Uh, to transition back to the actual conversation, um, has anyone like ever been turned off or overlooked a story or feel like a story goes overlooked because of either it's, genre or like even the intro even something as silly as like the intro um or if you're a if you're a manga reader has art style ever turned you off at all absolutely if you start at the beginning of kingdom to where it is now like obviously you know you get better with drawing as time goes on but if you start at beginning and you was like this is what you're talking about you look at the art style you're like bro i don't want to read this like at all but I think a lot of that just comes with, as time goes on, mangaka improve or just change the quality of their art. So I think you can know you can notice that a lot in most long-running series. The, the series doesn't look the same as when it started to where it is now. I'm not saying it always starts off bad, but certain you might develop certain quirks. You might not like how you drew this a long time ago. You might make it more crisp. Like that's just how it goes with evolving as an artist. But when it comes to like this in general art style. I generally try to give stuff a chance unless it just has to be terrible art where it's like, it's hard to understand what's going on. Prime example, trying to read JoJo's, impossible for me. Tried it. When I first started part one, I'm like, this is the most ridiculous show I've ever seen. It's terrible. They're like, oh no, I'll just keep going. I'm like, okay, well maybe I need to read it. I tried reading part, I think three. And I'm looking at the page, and I'm like, yeah, nah, this is not going to happen. Tried to look at part four, I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. This is not even possible to try to read this shit. So I don't have a choice but to watch it. And that's how, honestly, how I felt about JoJo's. Like, I would much rather, I'm a person, I would much rather read it than watch it. Because I feel like I can at least understand, for me, I understand things better when I read it on the page, because I can go back and just re-go over it, maybe go back to the previous page if I don't understand something. And that's how it makes it easier for me to digest media but jojo's it honestly seemed incomprehensible trying to digest jojo's as a manga as opposed to watching it plus given the type of uh anime that it is like dealing with stand it's hard to convey a stand and manga so there's I that agree. also working against it so stuff like that can determine can stop like if you try if you try to start a manga you don't understand what's going on the odds if you're trying to wait for the anime to come out you might not even give it a chance because you didn't understand what was going on in the manga or it didn't make sense to you. We got we got supernovas and and members of the community that fucking stand by like 
they understand JoJo's through and through when they read the stands. And I just, I can never get behind that, bro. Like, I, part five. Part five. Like, I don't know how you like, draw that. <laughs> Diavolo and Dobio. Like, how do you even explain that nigga stand that make it make sense? I didn't read part five. I do have part four. Um, I, I caught part four from a convention. Um, and I even like reading through that and looking through that, I'm kind of like, bro, I would have been reading this and not imagining that these stands are doing the same thing that they're actually doing in the animation. Like, it would not have made sense to me. Uh, and I think, I think animation is necessary sometimes to bring a story to life or bring the writing to life. Um, a time that animation really shot a story in the foot for me, though, we talked about One Punch Man, and a story I definitely would have overlooked, and it's a banger, is Record of Ragnarok. So yeah. I watched that on 100%. Netflix, and uh, Master D talked about this shit endlessly, like... If we go back and play old episodes, hey, he wouldn't hey, shut up about what I would say. I was a manga reader first. That's all. <laughs> and so, like uh, this, this, this was like the master D recommendation back. of all recommendations. <laughs> I could not wait to go watch this shit on Netflix. And I sat down and started watching it, and I was like, "Oh, bro, I can never take a recommendation from Master <laughs> D ever again, bro." Like he smoked in my book. It's oh, over man. with. Dang, no. That and and it was things I already uh, liked about it. Like I, I, I still stand on. The storybook animation and the way they did it, if they would have made that kind of be the animation for how they did backstories on the characters, I'm totally okay with that. When it came to the fights, the fights had to be fluid animation, like like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z type like animation so that we really got that cool factor. And it just, it wasn't executed well. For a while, I was like, man, fuck that story. That shit weak as hell. And I actually went back. Um, I can't remember if it was Master D over someone else that sent me the actual link. And was like, just read a chapter or two. So, like, I read a couple chapters. Like, hey, this shit actually fire. But, like, I would have never watched again if it was just the animated I was depending on. And that shit would have just been an a, a undiscovered gem that just went under the radar for my entire life, probably. Yeah. Um, sound design is also a thing that, it's, that will, like, fuck me up and turn me off. There's this... Uh, it's a heavy, since we're on the topic of Netflix... Um, and it's also fuck Netflix because they locked me out the account because it's not my account and I was oh word Damn. yeah bro it's like is this your home network yeah. and I'm like but wait can they give you don't they can they like take your IP address and shit like that yeah no. they, so because Netflix had asked me the other day if I want to like add someone onto my account as but, like an additional person but I think you got you got to gotta yeah. pay for that you got to pay like the seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine or something for that. to have another person on my yeah, because yeah, they, they it's, they it's dumb, bro. So it's it's definitely like we not finna download it and re-get it. Like it's not enough on Netflix to make us want to do that. Like it's not a big deal to us. But um they they had an anime on there and I forgot the name of it, but it was like a heavy metal rock oh musical oh, type oh, anime. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um fuck, what's the name of it? I know exactly what you're talking about though. It just wasn't for me. I like I made it through just the music and shit. It's just not what I'm looking for in like a project. And I made it through like half an episode. Like, Bastard. I gotta go, bro. Bastard. Bastard. Bastard is the name of it. So the I, music wasn't good, or like just the, no, the it, overall. Just one, it's not. It's like heavy metal rock type shit. It's not the type of music I go for oh, anyway, okay. regularly. I I but it that. also, I'm not in that. I wasn't in a space where like that's what I wanted to consume, like something new okay. in that way. Like I wasn't at all. So I was just. Like, I'm gone. But I did see people talking about it heavily and saying how good it was. And for me, like, mm. it don't matter if that's good or not. Like, I probably won't ever go back to that. Um, you said it's called Bastard? 
yeah. on the top of the sound design, on top of the sound design, GB, I would agree. Like for me, I did enjoy the sound, like the music aspect of the anime. The anime itself, though, not so good. It's the story is pretty like repetitive and pretty like you know not as appealing as I want it to be. But the sound design did like they definitely were trying to doing like you know the heavy metal aspect of it and like it was good. I did enjoy how they incorporated heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Like I like the song because I'm a, I'm a heavy metal fan, so like I fucked with it. Like you know when you're transforming, like having a big battle scene. But the story itself was just not there, and I kind of really ruined it for me. It made me really not want to go back to that. And I'm amazed that it's getting renewed. It has about season two now coming out, season two point five or whatever. And I'm confused because I'm like, who keeps watching this shit? But it's very etchy too. So I feel like that's what's really keeping keeping the audience there. So you know, I I just can't get back to it. Um. But on the topic, just to go back on what you said about like you know anime that really lets you down to like shot something for a bad animation, Seven Deadly Sins. Oh I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And See, I, I don't think I don't think they get overlooked. I just think they had a bad season. Yeah, they did. That's and, fair. And that no, that's what I was, I was gonna going just going to point out that like how the season itself was just so bad that some like you know animation quality like, they don't get overlooked. But like it's one of those series like they could have did so much better. But like. Coach, they were doing a good job in the first few seasons, but like then when it came with that, that thing was season five, season six, and the animation was just so poor quality. I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing? Like, this was like a pretty popular anime. I think that would definitely like you know drop it under the radar and make them become overshadowed in a sense because the, and the animation quality dropped down and that would make them people not want to care about it. Coach, anime, the manga here is pretty good, but like that animation quality definitely probably down. The manga did the same thing. It did. It did. Oh, it, the manga definitely. The manga definitely fell off. Um, and really yeah, for me, fell off really, that really shit hard. was so promising, but the point, the point, the fall started, it got progressively worse. Like it sped yeah. up, the, the drop yeah. sped up over yeah. time, it, but it, it started like, when they introduced Is, it, is that the episode where I talked about on AD when I said it's a, it was a precipitous fall? I think I said yeah. it <laughs> precipitous fall. Precipitous <laughs> yeah. But the, it started for me. Um, and I was actually hyping like, uh, seven deadly sins to begin, but then they introduced power levels. And when, they, oh, yeah. like, from the moment they introduced power levels, I was kind of turned off. But I was like, "All right, let's see where it goes." And once they introduced the power levels, that shit got worse and worse. They never even fully explained how the power levels even work. Like, how do these niggas get powers? How do they just keep growing and growing? And then to only have one character who can even display it. So it's like they got right. they got worse and worse, bro. That was such a bad choice. And then the precipitous fall off that happened after that was ridiculous, bro. That shit was straight downhill. And by the end of the story, it didn't even make sense. Would you say it's devastating? (laughs) Put it like this. It got so bad, I dropped it, and it only had a handful of chapters left. I would have you pushed through for like just to like I didn't even want to finish it. It literally was at the end of the story. It couldn't have been more than 10 chapters left. And I'm like, I'm not reading this shit anymore. I didn't make it as far as link. I stopped with like 35 ish chapters left and was like i can't do it no more like i, I ain't got it in me i was really fuck vibing with that yeah. and then when everyone slandered the season three i think with the animation i was like i just said all right i'm not, I'm not gonna watch it like no it, it really it. it really just it fell apart bro and, yeah, and i think i think the animators like maybe that's why they did so bad in those later seasons because maybe they wasn't fucking with the show either it was just like hey you get what we get <laughs> it's like yeah. you gonna throw something out there. They um, finished the anime at all, or is it just like they have a movie coming out? I think so. They're still trying to pump out anime, like you know, animation stuff. But like, I don't know what they're trying to do now, though. Like, cause I don't think it's even related to the current storyline. 
I think it's like, a, or maybe it's a continuation. I don't even know. I haven't caught up with like Tim Dunn since in a while. I just remember like, you know, that fall off and I was like, well, goodbye. <laughs> I'll let see me, you never. Let me get last comments on this topic real quick. Uh, <clears throat> so we covered animation. We covered the kind of the hype beast model, the matrix of like this shit is just hype and it covers up other things. Uh, it seems like sound design could turn people off the actual like art around it uh, via JoJo's according to Leap. Uh, is there anything else that we missed that mm. will kind of like make you overlook a series and not take it seriously and can make the masses like overlook something? I don't know if this is even technically related, but I don't know if y'all ever watched Dora Hidoro. No. It was a very cringe, not wouldn't say cringe, but it was a very out out there yeah. series. Like the art style was pretty like your kind of graphic. It was kind of like gritty. It wasn't like, you know, as smooth as a lot of things, a lot of anime were. But for me, I feel like that was one of those overlooked series because I feel like I did enjoy that a lot. It was very fun. There were some fun cast of characters, but the story itself was like, you know, not pretty like, you know, deep in itself. It's just a guy with a lizard head who's trying to get his head back from this underworld type, underworld type city. But the animation though, it definitely kind of was kind of not what I was used to. And I feel like that just seemed like, you know, seemed like, you know, just the way that they promoted it. It can definitely like turn off a lot of people. They probably didn't want to see no anime about a lizard guy with a lizard head, but it was a good, decent anime. I've actually been trying to actually pick up another manga by the same artist, by the same mangaka um, called Day Dark. And it's, it's funny because it's got the same type of art style. I'm like, as an anime, I'm like, huh. So you know, this, this is this must be in this form of like, you know, art. It's very like, you know, edgy and like, it's not like, it's not smooth lines. It's very like, you know, unorthodox in my opinion but um that's how i feel like you know a promo is another way to like you know really um like you know for anime to like you know not get like you know the hype that it deserves like the promotion aspect you not me to promote or not people might not even care about it but like like a walkout is definitely what you want to focus on when it comes to, like an anime because you don't want an anime that's gonna like you know you don't want to promote promote it properly because if you don't then people are not gonna care about it i'm trying to think of anime because i think there was one anime that didn't get promoted enough and it was totally overlooked um it was a Netflix anime too. I can't even remember the name of it right now. Nothing on Netflix gets promoted or streaming services in general. Like yeah. we don't have a good marketing promotion thing for streaming as a whole. I think uh, even though HBO and Paramount are probably HBO is definitely one of my least favorite apps and like how it functions and how it works. But I oh, think that they do it's try to. Max now, it's Max now. Oh, and it's still trash. Well, Max, whatever you want to call it, like is one of my least favorite apps and how it works. Uh, I don't like. I think they try. Probably the best I've seen in sense of like promotions has been Stars, and how like they promote in-app and run promotions before the start of okay. an episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that works for me. But like overall, you never know when a new season or some shit is coming out. Like you would just get on there one day and be like, "Damn, season three and four dropped of this shit." I never knew. Right, unless you like um, follow it religiously. Now yeah. you won't know. Yeah. But also, I think promotion falls into like the hype beast category that we started with. Just if people ain't hyping it up, then it's it's just really not getting that shine. And if they are hyping something up, it can overshine other things that are out at the same time and not really. Uh, so, with that being said, we finna trans transition segments real quick. Uh, I think we got a hotline call from my boy Master D. You got an introduction you want to do? Make this shit official, or should I just I just play the sound effect for you? Oh uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I didn't think of it, but we can definitely do a little intro. This is a hotline I got call received from this anime called Doro 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 Doro, Doro, Doro 
you know, they were calling, they had some issue, they had some qualm that they wanted to get off their chest. They had some issue with another anime. They they were over, they felt like they were being overshadowed. So this is the call. Um, I think it went pretty great. I hope that they can, you know, find a way to come out of the shadows because I think it's a really great anime. So um run the clip. Hello, Western Mission Hotline. This is Master D's Weekend. How may I help you? Hello? Yes, this is Dororo from the Dororo anime. This is HR, right? Yes, it is. What seems to be the problem today? Well, it's those damn Demon Slayer Corps. They're taking away all our demons. And I know we have similar storylines of hunting demons and whatever, but unlike this flashy swordsman who's trying to fight a smooth criminal, we're fighting to get Hyakumaru's body back. And we can't do that if these damn corporate slayers stealing all our prey. Ah, uh, see, that does sound like a problem for sure. Sorry for you with those mainstream anime characters, it can be annoying. They do tend to take the shine away from, like, similar anime, but are even, even better. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that. See? You get it. And so do whatever you can do. I need them to go stay in their own lane. <laughs> I'm the strongest. I can take you down single-handedly, demon. Yes, I can definitely draft up an agreement that can detonate some boundaries for both of you, so neither one of you is overshadowing the other one. Um, Give me about a week and I can draft something up for you. That sounds perfect. Hear that, Yakimaru? We're going to draw up some borders, and we're going to keep those losers away. Loser? Who are you calling loser, little girl? What? I'm a boy. Well, I'm a girl. Who cares, loser? You have a boar head on. Okay, it sounds like there's a lot going on in your background there. Um, I will definitely contact the opposing party for you, and I will contact you as well, and we can set up a mediation day, and we can figure this out, okay? Awesome. Can't wait. And please, get them out of our light. Will do. No! Love that outro. <laughs> I'm a forever long. Love the way that the hotlines go out. The outro yeah. go crazy. Goes crazy. Check that tankle out. Uh, mm. What made you? What made you choose uh, the Roro and Demon Slayer? Um, for me, I feel like the Roro and Demon Slayer. This I said earlier in the in the pod. Like they have similar like plot lines where they're like they're fighting demons. Like you know in the you know Edo like Edo pair like you know in a Japanese style like you know where they're like um a bit back in the time. So it's not like you know similar time periods. And I feel like the story progresses in a way that you know. Tanjiro is trying to fight demons, like you know, to save his sister. But the but the Roro or Yakimaru is trying to fight just so he can get his body back. So I feel like Doro has a deeper plot line as as opposed to Tanjiro. I'm not saying that I'm trying to take away from Tanjiro and his sister, but I feel like Doro had a deeper like you know emotional plot line that people were kind of like you know overlooking and didn't really care about because like I feel like it was a really great story. It was emotional, it was impactful, but because it wasn't as like you know flashy or it wasn't as, like you know um. So straight to the action point, like, you know, we had a lot of slow moments, a lot of, like, you know, development of, like, the actual character. It took away from, like, you know, what people wanted. They wanted more the action-packed Demon Slayer aspect of, like, you know, the flashy flashy fights, you know, the sword play and all that stuff. We didn't get any, get any of that with Dororo. It was just straight up, like, you know, this is the story. He's a guy who lost his body because he was tortured. He was, he was um, I guess, um, giving up as a child. 
all of his organs and all of his skin also was given up a child just so you know his family can be you know can be brought to fame and i enjoyed that i love the anime but i feel like demon slayer was totally outshined it like no one even talked about it. i didn't think anyone really mentioned it on the timeline when it first came out so i think it was definitely one of those like overlooked anime for me i hate to this day that lee called demon slayer was that one also on prime um yes yeah it was, it was on amazon prime yeah and that's another thing too it was on prime no one even, no one even knew anime was on you prime know, at yeah. that point i think that might factor in again overlooked too yeah it's, it's platform yes. yeah yeah because i don't think anyone even knew about anime anime on prime at that point i didn't even know prime even that anime i still don't even know like a lot of anime on you know there they got now. anime because villain saga is on there and it's on uh, netflix now yeah it's on netflix now it's on netflix That's yeah it. So it doesn't even show on Prime anymore. It's on Netflix. I, so I don't Netflix. even I'm know. Not sure. I just know season two came on on Prime. I've been on Netflix and I've been watching it there because it's a little bit easier for me to access to. Oh, that's mm-hmm. trash. So I probably won't be watching season two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, don't don't do that. No, it's, it's pretty good. But I don't know because I haven't even been on Prime in a while. But I do know they change up their actual <laughs> layout, and now it looks a lot like the freaking um, what's it called? Like um, Netflix layout. That's not where Lolly's um. Platforms are doing now. They're trying to switch up the layout now to similar to emulate Netflix's layout, which like you scroll down, you get everything on screen to scroll across. It's all similar now, but like, if they don't do a good job of helping to find the media, find what you need to find, like it's just in this promo and everything. Like such yeah. on Prime, they don't do a good job. Like showing like, okay, this way you can find anime, this way you can find action. It's just okay. We're gonna tell you this is what you should watch, this is what you should be watching. This is based on your Prime reviews or something like that. But like, it definitely didn't needed this own shine like i feel like it was came out like a bigger platform a country role it would have been got more shine facts um so let's go ahead and transition into the next part of this conversation uh i hope that everybody brought like a slight list of anime manga stories series in general that you felt are like overlooked or overshadowed um and let's talk about that uh, we can go one at a time or we can just go in general um I guess I could start since we already talked about Astral Lost in Space and I and I put Fire Force in that category, just being overshadowed by the hype of 2019 in general. Um, another one I kind of think falls to the background. And I think that if the fandom of the popular anime would get into this less popular one, they would really love this shit. Um, but Tiger and Bunny is like a, a mech style anime that's on, uh, it, it was on Netflix. Um, I don't know what platform it's on still. I I seen it on Netflix. Yeah, it. Well, I'm saying it was because I can't confirm because I'm not on Netflix. (laughs) We we beefing. Um, but Tiger and Bunny was one that had some of the similar aspects of My Hero Academia, where like people were in school, they're they're growing like through that training aspect. Uh, I think the aspect of like heroes versus the villains and kind of like. The superpowers and everything that goes into that is similar to my hero and i think the things that make my hero great also exist in tiger and bunny but it's overlooked because tiger and bunny never hit like that platform to attract the my hero academia fandom there um but it's really a great show it's a great series i think they have uh and one thing that it didn't suffer from uh that i feel my hero suffers from is kind of like the peaks my hero has a lot of highs, but I think like it also has a lot of lows where like the writing isn't as good. Um, Tiger and Bunny don't have the same level of highs that My Hero Academia has. Like if My Hero is hitting like nines, 
on their highs, I would think like Tiger and Bunny are hitting like 7.58, for instance, on their highs. But it's consistent. Their range is like from 6.5 to like 8. Whereas My Hero, I think, is going from like 4 to like 9. Like it's parts of My Hero that I'm like, how did the same Mangaka even put this together? Like why, why are we here in this part of the story? So I think that Tiger and Bunny has shown me a little bit more consistency. And I think it would appeal to the same audience. Uh, for the same reasons that my hero appeal, and but it gets overlooked in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, for me, I, the one I had was um, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this, but Welcome to Demon School Irumakun. It's like a fantasy comedy anime. It came out in 2019, but it also was competing with Food Wars and like Sword Art Online. So like you know those two were pretty popular around the time, so they were definitely overshadowed. But what I feel like this anime did it well was like it switched up the whole aspect of like a school setting. Like, like you know, a lot of anime always surround like, you know, high school. But in this one, the main character is actually thrown into a school where it's filled with nothing but demons. And he has to he has to navigate that whole system around, like, you know, trying to pretend to be a demon and not let anyone find that he's actually a human being in this environment. And it also touched on that after that his family's trash. And he's basically just like suffering with all this like loneliness, feeling like he never ex- actually experienced life because all of his life has been his parents putting these very precarious situations of him having to work for work for work for them or do some jobs so they can do it. And so he never actually had a life. So now when he's thrown into his demon school, now he's actually starting to actually be able to live and experience what it means to be a real life human being in a demon school, which is ironic in itself. But like I like the story because it was funny. And of course, you're gonna get some magic power, some like you know, some nice animation, and the characters are really likable and great. I just been to, I think, like a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like you know, if I had known about it around the time, I would have watched it. But like you know, I was definitely watching Food Wars in 2019. Food Wars and Sword Art Online were definitely taking up my attention at that time. So it's very unfortunate, you know, that I got overlooked. But I definitely feel like it was one of those anime that could have been like you know more popular if people knew about it. But because of like you know Sword Art Online or the Food Wars, it definitely wasn't get it was gonna get old shaft because everybody loves Food Wars. I love Food Wars. I'm excited for it. But like this was definitely a great watch. And what made it really great was like you know as opposed to like you know not taking away from like you know like um SOA or like you know Food Wars, but like it was consistent in the comedy aspect of it. Like it really was funny because it was comedy fantasy. And I realized. I find myself tend to stick to a lot more action comedy based like genre. So this is my first time switching over to a different genre and focusing more like comedy and fantasy. And it really leaned in on that comedy aspect more than I thought it would. And I feel like I find myself enjoying that more because I've been trying to like find other genres that are out there, like trying genre mixes. I realize that's one thing about anime. They mix a lot of genres together, but it's like, what's the right combination to make something really good? Is it an action comedy or is it a slice of life comedy or a slice of life fantasy comedy? Whatever it may be, but this was a fantasy and it's kind of, I would say it's kind of slice of life because he was like, it was like this day in life or whatever, but like it definitely was enjoyable for me to watch. Bent it really quickly. So um, I feel like people are definitely Aaron McCoon, welcome to Demon School. Great anime. Facts. On Crunchyroll. <clears throat> Lee, Frankie? Uh, I'm going to always go back to this one because I feel like it needs rec- more recognition. Um, And that's um, Ace of the Diamond. Uh, just because no in the sports diamond? podcast world, or sports podcast, sports anime world, like, I don't hear about it unless I bring it up. I'm going to say it like that. I always hear about Haikyuu. And recently, Blue Lock, which I've fucking enjoyed Blue Lock, the first season of it. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, Ace of the Diamond for me is is it. Like, you know, I remember when I, when we told Leak to start it, he's like, yo, this shit heat, man. I'm loving this. He started putting Sarmore, like, higher in his main character rankings. 
Um, so I'm I think I think Samora in Leak's top three right now, if I remember correctly. I think I'm not is. I'm not quite sure, but I think like last time we did a top three of like main characters, I think he said that Samora is in his top three. Yeah, um, he is a goat, bro. Yeah. So um, for me, it's it's Ace of the Diamond. Like that's I always put I personally I put that higher than high key for myself. Um, whoa, whoa, oh, yeah, whoa. I, 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 it's I, better. It's, I've been it's consistent wrong with this. It's the best sports anime. I, I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. I actually started Ace of Diamond a while back, and I couldn't get past episode two, I think. But I think I will say I will go back and check it out because y'all keep praising it. Y'all keep saying it's so great, so I'm not going to give up on that. I'm going to watch it eventually. It's got mad episodes wrong, so. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> I think it's what we turned me <laughs> I'm like, damn, this is another One Piece binge I got this looking forward like to. A mini One Piece, bro. Like It's, it's yeah. got mad episodes, so. You're gonna be sitting for a while, but it's 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 great. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Samora definitely go. Uh, he he my he's number two on my top. Number two? Oh shit! Wow. He's two. Okay. He didn't he didn't go, bro. And um, and I think I want to know from you, Kozo, what makes it better than like Haiku to you? Haiku, Haiku. Uh, see, one of my favorite parts about Haiku is the music, because the music is just like it just is perfect for the scene. But like for Ace of the Diamond, it's like the story, like how they kind of, I guess because they have more episodes, I get a little bit more. And like I didn't read Haikyuu at all, um, so I, you know I, I wanted to just but like the but I can also follow the baseball in the manga and in the anime and in Haikyuu, I can't necessarily. It's harder for me to follow the tennis if I, when I when I try to read it. The tennis or the volleyball? I mean, the, the volleyball. Wow, the tennis. I'm just, <laughs> the volleyball. Is there, is there a tennis anime? Prince of Tennis. Prince of tennis. tennis is also good. It's very good. Very good. Um, that's a yeah. That's one of my like throwbacks that people are surprised I've watched. But, uh, but I just like I get a little bit more and like um, Haikyuu's more about. I want to say the team aspect because it's both team sports, but like I get a little bit more into Sawamura, whereas I don't get that much into Hinata. And with, I'm just more connected to like the the team of, the team, of IQ. Group. Was like with Ace of the Diamond, it's so personal between like the rivalry between uh, Samura and Furia, and you. It's a real rivalry. Let's go. Haiku yes. does not Haiku does not have a real rivalry. You no, know, you have like team rivalries, and I think like you bond with the team and the team story. But like you really get into like the characters of Ace No Diamond, and yeah. Like you see them one on one, you see their growth, and you see everything that's happening, and you see yeah. that at an individual level. You only really see that in Haiku has has like the team aspect of it, and I think that's one reason why Ace of the Diamond is better. But also another reason besides me just preferring baseball <laughs> is I love the fact that we're at a, a school that's in its prime. Yes, yes, it's not on a come up. It's like, like these are these are the them. This is them, bro. Like these is niggas coming off hitting like walk off home runs to end the game. Like this is them. I love the fact that we're at this school. And then like well, high Q, you're kind of like seeing them struggle mm-hmm. against like growth, but like in Ace No Diamond, you're seeing them struggle to maintain a legacy, to maintain a dynasty. Mm-hmm. And I just I feel like I, I like that a lot more than I like the other aspect of it. So uh, that's why I put those series above subtle difference. Like, yeah, no, most shonen's are like they're always in the come up and they're, they're growing power, so to speak. But in Ace of Diamond, like he said, they're already at the peak of their power, so to speak. And it's like, we got to maintain this, we have this legacy, and like they're one of the top schools in their district, you know, like they're perennial. Hey, either this school or that school is going to nationals, and that's it. And like, 
you have the other schools like, you know, we got to beat y'all back down because we them niggas. We got to show y'all we them niggas. Leak, what you got? So the overshadow series that I got is called Ridoku. Uh, okay. It's a boxing manga. It actually recently just ended in May, honestly. Um, but it went from 2014 to May of 2023. And it's very similar to Hajime no Ippo when it focuses in on boxing, the technical aspect. But it is infinitely more dark in the undertones and the stuff that's outside of the ring. So, like, your main character was a abuse victim. And he literally had to, to fight to save his own life type shit. Um, and he ended up learning from somebody who who actually was a former boxer and now is a, a member of a Yakuza. So the person that actually helped save his life is a criminal. Um, he's like not a good person at all. Like he, like they don't, like so as far as I'm into it, they don't directly show him like doing too, too much. But it's heavily insinuated that he is like putting hands on people in alleys, like with where the money at, like shit like that. And that's not something you really get from a Hajimeno Ippo. The Hajimeno Ippo, for me, for what I've got from it, it focuses more on the technical aspect of boxing, the different types of boxers that you can meet in the ring, whether it be a counter puncher, someone that focuses on power punches. Like you have that in this, but the balance between outside of the ring and in the ring is much more there's much more balance in my opinion so we do uh rikudo he has a love interest that he almost doesn't even know exists but because he's so he's so focused on i want to get this title that the dude that showed me how to fight got that he literally has this girl that's right next to him that everybody else around him is like madly in love with him and he can't even realize it because he's so laser focused on what he's doing with in contrast to a lot of sports animated main character Damn, did he freeze for y'all? Uh, I think we all sleep. Oh, yeah. Damn, the way that he froze up. You get his bag, too. He was getting his bag. Hold on, let me, let me cut this camera off so we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> right now, leave it up so we can slap you some more. No, no bro. No, we can't. I, I, we can't have Leak out here down bad. I, I no, we can't, we can't, we can't, bro. <laughs> no, bro, don't do that, bro. Not no, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. But, but, uh, <laughs> another one, another one I'm going to bring up is uh, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. Uh, mm, so yeah. if anyone remembers that one, it's pretty much the clone of Attack on Titan. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know which one was written first or, or how that all works. I discovered both of the anime at pretty much the same time. Uh, the stories are like extremely similar. They're like the same thing. Oh, well, Leek is back. Let me let him finish his thought. Yeah. So very similar from the boxing aspect, but the the way they part ways is for one, Hajimeno Ippo is incredibly, incredibly long. It's been going on for I don't even know how long. I think it's over. Th- I think it's longer than one piece. If I'm not mistaken. Um, what? Or this like this short kind of a short run? Yeah, it's still going. Hajimeno Ippo still still going. Um, and this, like I said, it started in 2014, like, you know, dead smack in the middle of a huge Shonen era where, where Attack on Titan is popping off. You got a lot of stuff that started. And it kind of went under the radar. And like I said, it's infinitely more dark on when it specializes out of, outside of the ring of boxing. Like, Damn. Nothing with also. Lee just ain't got the connection, bro. No, no, he, 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 he not wifey. 
I want I want I want to ask him real quick. Like I'm thinking when he brought a box and I thought he was gonna like, you know, compare to like Megalobox. Cause I feel like Megalobox was a great anime too. Well, Megalobox was a great anime too when it came out. And I didn't and I know that it came out like after Hajime Hajime no Hippo, but I feel like I didn't hear much talk about like Megalobox. I feel like it was a great series. And the one that he mentioned I never heard of actually before, so now I kinda wanna go back and check it out and see like, you know, the comparison between that and Megalobox. I feel like Megalobox is pretty dark in itself too. A very dark brood and like MC who's like, you know, got a troubled past. No one really knows about him. And he's just fighting for his life essentially just so he can like get a next meal or like trying to like, you know, not even trying to fight for fame or trying to fight for like, you know, glory, but just trying to fight just to survive. And I like the aspect of like, you know, really down, dirty, like, you know, boxer who's just trying to like, you know, get a lot of mud. And but I do want to check out the one that he's mentioned. So when he comes back, I'm uh ask him. But Definitely. That was a good- uh, to and transition I, I, back to you, Eugene, you've brought up that uh, anime manga you a couple of times. What was it called again? Oh, Cabinaria of the Iron Fortress? Yeah, you brought it up again. It's like, I, I've never heard of it, but I remember you brought the first time a while ago. It's it's like, pretty much the same thing as Attack on Titan. Yeah. Like it's, it's dystopian. Mm-hmm. You're in the city. Like, the the instead of Titans, it's like demons or like these Kabane. No, zombies. Um, well, like zombies, was- demons, whatever they are, yeah. like. Kabane, and then there's one that turns out to be like a hybrid, like a fusion, and it's like same thing. It looks the same. It feels the same. Uh, I think it's even written by the same person or done by the same production studio. I can't remember which one it was. I discovered them both at the same time, and that was my first thought, was that like it's pretty much the same anime. Like, this is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think because of the hype that AOT had, Cabinera the Iron Fortress just never was able to kind of like catch his footing. Okay. And they discontinued it rightfully so because like AOT is gassed, like dominated, dominated, uh, so dominated and, and it, went forward. Uh, but is, is manga stills are still like the manga still going or they finished. I, even me myself, like I started to overlook it because okay. I was an anime only for uh Attack on Titan. And when I didn't see any new episodes of Cabinera the Iron Fortress coming out, I just never went to go look for the manga okay. or anything. Right. I stayed anime only for uh, AOT until they pulled that final Bro. season bullshit <laughs> the, first, the first time they did it. Bro. And then I switched over to the manga and just never looked back. Um, so it, like I could go back and try to find the manga at this point, but it was just that's one that I thought was like could have been really decent, like depending on how the story wrote. It was just way too similar to AOT, I think, to ever like look truthful and grow i think it's like you said uh a a victim of its timing if because aot is about to wrap up if this had it came out let's is say, it though next year is it gonna wrap up well the manga done, the I, done. Mean, <laughs> I don't know the, about the anime man the, we don't know when the anime gonna wrap up but like, <laughs> like, let's and let's say say, it came come out next year or two years from now because people have watched attack on titan and they're like all right this is similar i'm gonna give it a shot whereas like same time it's like one's gonna win out over the other whichever one people yeah. find better and then i think uh two others that i like felt like um or i'll, I'll give you i'll give you one because one is going to be um one of the others is undead unluck yo undead, no. undead unluck is good, bro. but i it's like undead unluck for me i discovered it like during the the JJK like Chainsaw Man hype yeah. era, and for some reason, whenever I mention Undead Unluck to people, they say I like, um, they say they like uh, JJK or Chainsaw Man more, and I'm always like, why? Like, 
they're not even the same thing. Like why never even heard compare of those two things? But yeah. Undead Unluck, I think, falls under the radar. It um, does. They got an anime coming out this fall too, so look be on the lookout for that. It's coming out of Hulu, so you can watch the GB. Um, and then there's another one. I'll look it up right now because I always forget the name of the other Hello? one. Yeah, can you yeah. hear me? I can oh, hear you wrong. I was on yeah. there this whole fucking time. My fault. No, oh, we shit. heard you, bro. I heard you. Oh, we heard you. Oh, you heard about the Hulu? Okay, cause yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. switch here. Can you hear me now? Still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. That, that doesn't work then. Okay. Um, um, and then there's another. There's an assassin one that everyone compares to Spy Family. That I feel like, um, depending on what land you're in, you overlook the other one. Are you talking about my the aristocrat who got reincarnated as an assassin? No, it's like a, the assassin family or Yazu Kora assassin, something like that. I think I know what you're talking about. Um, Let's see. I'm gonna try to look it up real quick. Yakuza, I think it's Yakuza family is the name of it. I think I heard of that one. Uh, no, nah, that might not be it either. I thought it was. You the, know, I heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'll have to find it later, and maybe I can talk about it on Twitter once I hop back on Twitter. Is it but, Yakuza and the family? Something like that. But one, okay. I think once you're in the lane for one of those, like the other one gets overlooked because everyone that I meet is like into like the assassination genre. Kind of either they like one or the other. I haven't really met people that read both. I feel like that's kind of good though, because like it diversifies the community, but also it provides good discourse. Yeah. Um, whereas if you got one that's just overwhelmingly better than the other one, it's uh, it kind of just everyone's kind of gets siloed, so to speak. Facts. Yeah. Um, I'm um, oh, sorry, you want to finish? I was gonna let I was gonna get into suggestions. We could each make one suggestion and get to wrapping up the show. We got about twenty minutes left. Oh, okay. Um, can I just give out one more, like you know, under yeah, the radar? Of course, anime? bro. Of course. Um, Blue Exorcist. I don't know if people really ever heard of Blue Exorcist, but it was a really great anime that came out, but also came out on the same time of Black Clover. So I feel like Black Clover definitely over outshined it in a sense because there were similar characters, you know, very loud characters. They were both like you know possessed by demons, and you know they're trying to become like you know the really wizard king or like you know the high priest or whatever it may be. So they have similar storylines, but Blue but Blue Exorcist definitely was very went under the radar, and I liked it when it first came out. I enjoyed it. I actually liked it more than Black Clover at the time, but then I kind of like you know just got onto Black Clover when I was funny because I fell off of Black Clover, <laughs> but. I would say Blue X is definitely one of those anime that you definitely need to go back and check out. But it was a great animation. Like uh, I would say, I wouldn't put it in the realm of like um, cause it kind of gave me like Fire Force vibes too when I was when I was watching it too. Like you know, like you know the way that they used the fire, like you know pyrokinetics as like a form of like battling. So like I did enjoy that aspect of the anime. So it was, it was really dope. Um, so I definitely want to check out that. We watch that. I didn't even think I finished it. Um, but yeah, that's the only one I had. Um, so go ahead. Why'd you fall off with Black Clover? That shit got weak. You know, I don't even know what it was because I was reading the manga and I, I got to the point where like, it was getting, it was like in the middle of the arc. It was ramping up. It was really like, you know, getting crazy. Like, you know, the plot lines were being unfolded. That shit got weak, didn't it? I don't even read it. I don't read it or watch it, but I love trolling people because like people, yeah. it's so funny about Black Clover. Like people go so hard for it. Mm-hmm. And then they just all of a sudden be like, well, I don't watch it no more. And I'm not into just it. Just stop. Just completely. It's, it's <laughs> for me, it's kind of like it's in the same, almost <laughs> the same thing as like DBZ, where I feel like people just watch it because they used to watching it almost. Yeah. And they got like uh-huh. some nostalgia there. Um, uh-huh. But like, I, 
I only see like two people take hardcore stances on Black Clover and be like, this shit's still it. I, I wouldn't say it's still it. It's definitely good, but I've I was watching it. I was appreciating. I liked it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to read it because I want to see how far it goes. And the anime is not catching up yet. So I started reading it. And then I stopped for a bit. But I kept I was like, I'll be picking back up. I got my manga hiatus. And now I'm still reading it, not quite week to week. How but I'm mostly caught right up now? now. Oh, you're most caught up? I'm mostly caught up. I'm probably like four, five chapters behind now. Oh, I'm like at the most, At the most, maybe 10. But like not too far behind. But at this point, I'm kind of reading it because like I've gotten this far. I'm gonna just see it through. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. It's, also, it's, 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 it's things it. like that that make me feel so unsure about like. It makes me feel so unsure about it because a I've never seen any clip. I've never read any review. I've never seen anyone like talk about the series in such a way that I've ever felt compelled to pick it up. Not once have I ever felt like Ooh, this, I would, I, this is not like something not I recommend. Once. I'm, I've, I'm ne- I've never seen a statement. And then whenever I talk to someone about Black Clover and I ask them to like give me a hard line on Black Clover, like why you love it, why you're into it, no one ever really gives like a convincing reason. It's just always that's, like that. I've come this far, so I might as well just keep going. like a magical Naruto at the beginning. Yeah. Kind of, sort of, yeah. And it's like, it's like two people. Comparison. I know two people. Um, I know uh, Simone definitely will go crazy for Black Clover. Yes, yeah, And like will defend that shit and will like give good statements. But Simone is one versus many, and it's just it's never it's never convinced me like her on her own to be like like you know. And then I think I think I've seen Johnny go hard for it before uh, on Twitter. I think I've seen Johnny kind of get into it and be like, "Yo, no, this shit good. Y'all niggas tweaking like putting down." Black you, you know, you know what's upsetting about Black Clover? Cause they just had a movie come out too, and I started it. Watching on bullshit. I couldn't finish the movie, bro, and I, and I just don't care to go back to it honestly, and I don't know why. And I, you know, my favorite character out of Black Clover was Mary Leona. I loved that. I think that's why I was left off in, in, like in the, the manga, too. She was about to go crazy. And that's the reason why I even want to go back and pick it up because I want to see what she does. I want to see how she goes crazy. But she goes like, nuts. I I talking about. She goes nuts. Yeah, also, in, the, though, in the demons. Yeah. I will say, I thought that the last arc was going to be the last one because it felt like that. And then it didn't, it like they, they, they extended it again. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was like, well, I'm going to keep reading to see what happens because, like, they made it kind of interesting how they they kept the story going. But I thought that was going to be it, really. So I was like, all right, I got one more to go. I'm going to stay here. And now it's like, oh, they're going to add more to the world. I'm interested. So they took Asta somewhere else. And it's world building. You said Asta? You called him Asta? (laughs) Asta, (laughs) bro. He is that. <laughs> Yo, that was unintentional. Hey, he talked. He talked. Also talking how I talk about bleach, bro. Yo, it oh, took man. Asta somewhere else, but like where they take him, I'm like, oh, I'm actually interested where he's where he went. So I'm reading for. I was reading for that alone because I was curious about where he went. It gives some insight on a couple other characters without like spawning for folks. But nah. I, I was thinking for that. But I'm like, I, but at the same time, I'm reading One Piece. Black Clover, My Hero, and um, JJK. Black Clover is the one that, like, I'll read it when I get to it. The other which ones, one, I'll be which one, one don't belong? Which huh? one is one? not elite? <laughs> which one don't belong? Because I'll read Black Clover on the flights when he ain't got shit else to read. He's just like, <laughs> he'll the next 50 chapters. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll get fall through off these. Fall off. Yeah, basically, yeah, you fall off. Like, <laughs> I, ain't got I, no can, I can feel that. 
Um, you know, maybe one day I'll get around. I've just never, it's just never, nothing has ever Don't compelled me to like pick You're it up. You're not missing a whole lot. I, it's not, not like uh, groundbreaking in the space, but I know it has lots of traction in places because one of the, like the YouTubers I watch, he goes hard for Black Clover. You know, he's a narrator, like, but on his other channels, he'll pump up Black Clover. It's like, yo, it's so good. One of the best ones. And I'm like, is it anime you know, balls? Dude? I like watching him. No, it's not him. It's uh, this white dude. I can't remember his name, bro. Uh, but he, he mostly talks about Naruto on his main channel. I'll say that. But like he goes hard for it. And like I like watching him be excited. So like I'll watch his takes on Black Clover because he's good at the content. And he's like, it's always fun watching somebody passionate about something. So I watch for that aspect, not because I fuck with Black Clover, but also I'm here now because I made it this far. You know, I'm gonna see where it goes. That's uh, to see you through, my boy. Basically, nah, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> Let's get- Let's no. get into better. Let's get into better recommendations and suggestions than black clothes. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go around the table real quick. Everybody can give one suggestion of a series that you feel like uh, may have been overlooked and may have been overshadowed by other series, depending on like whether for any of the reasons that we listed before. Uh, let's all give one. Uh, let's hear from Leak first before his shit glitch out and kick him from the chat again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the recommendation I have is called Gachia Kuda. Um, it's fairly new. I think it's only been 60 chapters, 60 chapters thus far, but um, it's centered around this young kid who basically lives in the slums um, and where he lives at, they're considered like, you know, the, the lowest form of society, essentially. And they have him pushed all the way back in the city next to this huge ass pit, basically like where you can't even see the bottom of it. And that's basically essentially where they throw all the criminals and know something happens i don't want to spoil it where he gets accused of something and they toss his ass down the pit so he thinks he's about to die and then he lands and he finds out that at the bottom of this pit is whole like a whole entire world and where he came from is considered heaven and so when he gets down there you know he's like oh people are wondering like yo you came from you came from the heavens or whatever so they trying to like figure out who he is and what he does and he finds out that down here like there's a bunch of different monsters and creatures and shit like that. Based, basically, uh, if I want to say the, the monsters and creatures are based off the uh, because of the people or whatever. But he ends up, of course, you know, it's, a, it's quote unquote a shonen. So he ends up figuring out that he has powers. Or he's, he's, he's what's called a giver. And I think the interesting about this is like, it's not a something that where, you know, he was born with certain powers, but givers, they give stuff importance. And that's what creates the power. So if you have something that you've kept with you for a long time, like it could be like his his gloves. Because he cares so much for his gloves and he loves them so much, it literally gives his gloves power. He can manipulate his gloves into different things. And That's he, interesting. Him in, him in particular, he's a special giver where his power isn't to give stuff. He can give things that he touched important so he can pick something up. And because he sees anything, everything of value, he can literally transform it into something else because he values things and he gives them value. Whereas other people, they might have one single thing like an umbrella that, oh, this umbrella was given to me. Like, God, this person is always protecting me and da, 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 da. So he can manipulate that one thing. But he's a special giver to where anything he touches, he gives it value. And almost, it's almost like giving something life. And I think that's a real interesting concept that I don't really see, that you don't really see in a lot of, a lot of other things. Uh, can he can he use the powers that he so like if he gives gloves powers can he use those gloves and have those powers so, or someone else has to wield it? So as it stands right now, the gloves are his special item because it was given to him by like his surrogate father. 
but we're starting to find out that there's a symbol on him. There's something special about his gloves, but he doesn't actually like need the gloves. So like he can pick up a chair and transform the chair into something else because he gives it importance, basically. So I guess you could say that he doesn't necessarily, like, it's somewhat tied to, the, to his own gloves being his medium, I guess you would say, but he's the only one that can do that thus far. Okay, so he's big mom. Yeah, he's, he's still trying to figure out what exactly it is, like why he has this ability. He closer to, uh, well, no, nah, he could be big mom, or he also could be uh, Shorty from Dress Rosa. Uh, the oh, girl. yeah, the little girl, um, the toy chick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his fucking name? It don't matter. I know you're talking about name. Name just left me, but yeah, he <laughs> might be closer to that as okay. far as function. All right, we got Master D. Um, are we doing anime only or can it be manga? It can definitely be manga. manga. Yeah. Okay, great. Because I got this a list. Not an anime. I never even heard of that shit on anime. I got a fucking list of manga that we can that can put you. You get on to, to do one. He <laughs> <laughs> heard you did it. Yeah. I said one suggestion. We got ten minutes left, bro. We gotta wrap right, this right, bitch right, up. Right, we try to right. hit times. All right, all right, all right, all right. Sakamoto days. That's it. I want to promote Sakamoto days. The agenda needs to be pushed for this anime because I need it. Manga I need to become animated. And it follows a retired assassin who's just trying to have a happy family. You would think it's kind of like you know um. The one, their favorite, their favorite anime, um, Jean, What's it called? Spy um, Family. Not well, but it's not in the same realm. It's more like you know the other Yakuza boss who was like a the house house bondo. Oh, whatever. house house bondo. Yeah, he's a yeah he's a retired assassin. He's just trying to have a family. He's got a wife. He's got a kid and everything. But then he gets thrown back into the assassination world because they put a hit on his head and they're trying to come after him now. So that leads to him now going after whoever put a hit on his head in the JJCC, which is the whole Japanese, you know, like um. Crime council, whatever you want to call it, that's not the name of it, but like that's the organization that is run by a bunch of assassins. But what I love about this manga so much is not just the funny aspect, but the choreo or these fights are so well done, they're so entertaining. Like, even when these fights are entertaining, you're gonna, not gonna want to take up, take your head off the page. They're fun to watch, the characters are really likable. Like Sakamoto Days, he's very one of those characters who doesn't speak a lot, he doesn't have much to say, but he showed what he wants to say in his actions. But like, I love that they compliment him with another character who has ESP so he can read minds, so he can kind of get that sense of what Sakamoto is saying and feeling because he has a very, like, very stoic face. I would say, funny enough, he looks kind of like a Peter Griffin character. Take that with you. He does until, look like Peter until, Griffin. Until, until, he, until, until he turn up on them boys. Until he turns up on yeah. them, then, then we get slim Sakamoto. And then it's like, hold up. Now my nigga's going crazy. But still... The end. The manga is going fucking nuts right now, man. And I need everyone to watch. I need it to become animated because I'm so excited for this one fucking manga. I love it so much. And I, I remember when I first mentioned this on the pod years ago. When I first read the first time, like, oh, this is dope. And look at it now, 125 chapters in, and it's still going strong. Still loving it. So, you've been reading. Yeah. Lo- you've been reading longer than me. Bro, I, I remember when it, when it first dropped. I talked to all about it. When Rome's it first trying came to out. push this agenda like leaked did with JJK. Yo, I respect. I thought it. I thought I was the first one reading Sakamoto Days. I picked it Yo. up on like chapter three or four somewhere nah, around bro, there. I picked it up on chapter one when that shit first came out, and I was like, "Oh, what's this here?" I'm not. I'm not giving you producer credits because like, that's crazy. I don't think that she was the person that's, that led me to Yo, read it, right, but you well, definitely could have been reading it longer than me. 
Right, like, I thought right. I was the first one on the pod reading Sakamoto days. Honestly, no sir. I probably didn't yeah. talk about it much because I remember I read that first chapter and I kind of didn't come back to it after a while. But I definitely was like, "Oh, this is gonna be heat." So I let it build up a little bit before I came back to it because I wanted to binge it. And it definitely was a great binge. Love the fucking manga, man. I need y'all to read it. Oh, you caught up though, Jimmy? Cause we can talk about the shit on offline. Yo. You know, I took the month of June off, so I'm about. Mm. Uh, I'm some chapters behind, but I'm finna catch up all throughout July on everything. I think oh. the only thing I've stayed current with is One Piece. Okay. And to an extent, I tried to keep up with uh, with another uh, like side thing I was reading, but yeah, I, I didn't do a good job. I pretty much only stayed current with One Piece. And a little oh, bit well, of let, One Punch Man. Let me know when you call up, because we can definitely talk about it, because there's a character right now, bro. It's a fucking problem. Fucking problem, bro. I'm going to catch up, bro. Uh, we already talked about mine, but that was Ace of the Diamond. You know, I don't, I stick with my my popular manga and anime. But Ace of the Diamond is what I'm pubbing, what I'm pushing. Go watch it. Saw more to go. Watch it, read it, rewatch it, reread. Consume it. it, be it. Go outside, put on a mitt, feel like you him. Throw on a baseball jersey. <laughs> on a baseball jersey. Get yes. that shit in your veins, All bro. All of it, yes. In your veins, bro. Um, for me. Um, I'm gonna give a shonen. I have some other ones that I wanted to do, but I'm gonna give a shonen just because it's out has an anime right now. It was an excellent manga, and I think it's something that people can like go out and just check out right now. That's gonna be Hell's Paradise. When I first was reading Hell's Paradise, uh, I think that a lot of people focused on like the JJK and the Chainsaw Man's once again, uh, similar to Undead Unluck. And Hell's Paradise is a great fucking story. It's a solid like hundred hundo hundo percent hundred and four like hundred and eight chapters something like that. I think in that range it might be up to like one twenty, but it's a solid amount of chapters. You can get through it. It's one of the best shonen endings I've ever read. I think as a whole, shonen does ending stories terribly. terribly. Like, I'm actually afraid. I'm mm-hmm. actually afraid for how Oda ends one. Mm-hmm. I hope that Oda ends One Piece in a great way. But as a whole, like overall, shonen does not have a good track record. Of how they end stories, Hell's Paradise ends very good. It's it's succinct, and it makes sense. Like they they tie up the threads that have to be tied up. They leave you hanging on the shit that makes sense. Like it just it goes very well, and throughout the story, it's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Does a great it's, job of of storytelling and building a world in a very small space. Is the anime um, done or is it still on? The anime the is like season, season one. Is out. yeah, the first season okay. should be complete now though, so it can be. But literally, literally, if you want to read Netflix, it, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a watch. And crush if you want to read it, it's Netflix? a little bit over a hundred chapters. That's what bro. Wikipedia say? Yeah, nah, it's, it's a on little bit over a hundred chapters. Just Netflix read that shit. I'm gonna I'm 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 take it. I'm gonna take a look at it on the. You talking like you talking like one week of reading? I did it in two days. I called. I called off work. I started on like a Sunday and called off on a Monday to finish that shit. It is that serious because like I definitely binge in like a day and a half. I was like, wait a minute, this shit is straight gas. On my train ride to work, I'm just there locked in, almost missed my train stop. This shit is that good, bro. If I'm if I'm really into some shit, I'll take PTO in a in a in a in a, in a second, bro. Because for me, it's like mental health, G. If I'm really mm-hmm. into this story, That's fair. I'm That's not fair. finna go to work and work anyway. Like, I'm gonna be at work reading that shit. Exactly. Just it, it, anytime I hear footsteps, I'm just gonna get on my computer and act like I was doing something, bro. So, like, <laughs> I might as well just call off. Like, I'm not gonna be productive today, G. Just let me read. I respect so, it. I respect it. Yeah, bro. It. I, I called off work and read it in two days, and the shit was great. I fucking love the story. I recommend everybody watch it or read it. 
And I just think it went under the radar for a while. I hope now that the anime is out, it gets the love and shine that Yo, it deserves. Mappa is drawing this. I'm watching. I'm watching. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Mappa had was in the bag, bro. Honestly, and you know yeah. what I love about Hell's Paradise is the themes that they touched on throughout the whole like manga, and they really did a great job explaining it and relating it to the actual story and to the characters. Facts. Love that shit. Love that. Facts. <laughs> um. So. With the end of the episode, it's been a long time since I got to say this, but does anybody have any last minute things they want to add or shit y'all want to say before we get up out of here? Yeah. It's good to be back, bro. It's good to be yeah. back. Finally. It's good to be Finally. back. You know, we definitely went through our character development arc. Niggas was on time skip. We came back stronger. We came back better. We come eat these niggas alive because we the fucking best. But I want to promote Lettuce Reviews on Sunday, every other Sunday. The definitely tone change. <laughs> <laughs> definitely check me out i'll review a lot of random shit but uh yeah that's it man this was a great ass episode i love talking with y'all man i miss this a lot like i miss this energy like this stuff that we don't get like in ad we don't get that like person like you know like that one-on-one conversation with one another it's just all over the place so glad to be back definitely miss potting with y'all uh special shout out to one piece leak the first mate for uh keeping me serious about my shit i definitely been letting like scheduling issues a lot of pods be pushed back way too much so I want to say, like, shout out to Leek and for taking a stance and being like, yo, let's just do this shit today with what we got and let's not push back no more. And it feels good to, like, be out here. I, that was a great first step. And you need that shit sometimes. Uh, I, you know, my last comments is, of course, I'm happy to be back. Uh, the schedule is looking like we're going to try to do episodes biweekly or monthly as we can get people together and make the episodes much more impactful and curated. Y'all can still catch us on Anime After Dark, and you can catch us on any future projects we're doing. Check out Lettuce Reviews. Uh, come see us at DreamCon. We at DreamCon, and just, you know, uh, reach out to us on Twitter, at WorstGenPod. Uh, if you like this episode, if you're listening to the audio version on podcast app like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anything like that, make sure to rate us uh, five out of five if you really fucked with it. Uh, give us a review if you have the option to give us a review. If you happen to be watching this video on YouTube or on our Patreon, uh, subscribe to the channel, number one. Subscribe to the channel and leave some comments. Tell us, let us know what you thought. Uh, you know, if you have other un, un, under the radar series or things that were overlooked, leave that in the comments. And if you aren't watching us on YouTube and you want to interact with us on Twitter, once again, that's twitter.com slash worstgenpod, W-O-R-S-T, G-N-G-E-N, pod, P-O-D. Uh, and you can find us there too. Uh, I think that's everything. Without further ado, man, until next time, we finna be out this bitch. Let me get Super. my music together. I wasn't ready for this part. We out. Super. Yeah. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>